Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. I know that 18 months is a long time to not worship together in a building. Can you believe we did that as a church? 18 months, we, we, we were a church without meeting together inside. We met online. We met in backyards. We met at the beach. We met on a farm in East Montpelier. We were just all over the place. Nobody can find us. Now you have to figure out, you have to be like a, a maze to get to find us. <laughs> you have to, first you have to figure out parking, and then you have to come in the front door and be like, how do I get up there? The elevator's not working. I got to go up these like, stairs. You get a workout now when you come to church. You don't have to exercise anymore on Sundays. <laughs> um, we are going to try to get the elevator situation resolved. But in the meantime, this is just, we just have limitations, right? And this is, what we, this is where we are. And so I, I think a lot about in the Old Testament, like the people of Israel had to set up this tabernacle. And whenever the cloud, the pillar of cloud moved, whenever God moved, they had to pack it all up and move again. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I, I feel that now. <laughs> I feel it. Um, and so even though we're back at Main Street Landing, it still feels a little unsettling in some ways, right? We're still dealing with COVID protocols and restrictions. Um, in a couple of weeks, we have to move to a concert venue in South Burlington, higher ground. And so we're just kind of feeling our way through this, trying to figure it out. Um, but when I reflect on the last 18 months for our church, I see God shaping and forming us in so many unique ways. You know, there were times when we were at Letty this summer, there were times when I would look around and I would see more ministry happening in five minutes than I saw in like a month <laughs> previously. Because I'd look around and I, I would see people ministering to each other in, in these profound ways. They were encouraging one another, praying for one another, uh, sharing burdens with one another, being present with one another. And, and there were a few times I looked around, I'm like, hey, I don't even have to be here anymore. I should take a month or two off, but I, I didn't. I took one week off. Um, but I think that's a beautiful picture of how the church is designed by God to function. And if, if I were to sum up the last 18 months for our church into one word, I would use the word surprise. Because I, I didn't expect, the pastor is supposed to have all the faith, right? I didn't expect or have the faith to believe that God would make our church more spiritually vibrant, would make our church more connected, would make our church in, in some ways more healthy. I, I was just trying to muster up enough faith to say, well, are we going to be around? Is the church going to make? I know that's a bad confession for a pastor to make, but I'm just being real with you. Like, I was surprised by that. I never imagined God would shape us and form us the way that he did. Um, and so I'm reminded of this passage of scripture that I'm, we're going to read today. It's in 1 Corinthians, and it describes how God designed the church to function. So I'm going to invite Tracy up, and she's going to read this for us. And the passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 27. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it, or on your phone. If not, we'll have it up on the screen for you. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ. 
Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If a foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not the hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if an ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. And so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Thank you for reading that for us. Uh, you know, in 1903, Crayola Crayon Company released a, 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 a box of crayons. It was an eight-color pack. Does anybody know the colors that were in that original pack, 1903? Anyone want to guess some colors? You can still buy that pack today. Red, blue, yellow, green, orange, black, brown. There was one, there was one more that people... It was actually called Violet, but you're close. <laughs> and so that was the original Crayola Crayon 8 color pack. But over the years, Crayola has extended their core color list. Now they have this box, and it's a 120 color pack. Over the years, they extended it to this. And in this box, there's a few colors that have weird names like Mango Tango and Razzmatazz. <laughs> there's a color in here called Neon Carrot which is interesting, right? And so they, they expanded these colors, and, and I just want to share a few things as a pastor before we go out together and have some coffee and, and some conversation. And, and here's what I primarily want to get across this morning is that one of my concerns for our church as we start gathering back inside for church is that we become like the 1903 box of Crayola crayons, now, let me unpack that a little bit and explain what I mean, because it's a weird metaphor to say, what do you mean? We're going to be like crayons? That makes no sense. Let me explain what I mean a little bit. Um, when we think of church, we often just think of a few things. We think of preachers, we think of musicians, and we think of children's ministry, right? Those are the things that immediately come to mind when we think of church. And, and what we really think of church is that those people, those handful of few people, do all the ministry and everybody else can just come and observe. 
And so we, we view churches as these primary colors, right? This eight pack. There's like eight people who do all the ministry and everyone else just gets to um, come in and be a part of it and observe. And the narrative, that specific narrative of church, church as a service that's put on for people, what that does is it, it conditions us to view church as a place where we come to consume spiritual goods and services, right? We got the eight color crayon pack. They do all the coloring on Sunday. We just come, and, and, and if there's like, oh, that's a good song, I'll take that. That's a good word that the preacher shared, I'll take that. And then we just, we go on our way, and we say, see you next Sunday. To come, we'll be back here to consume more spiritual goods and services. But the verse we just read, the Bible God's word actually says something completely different about the church. The passage we read together there talks about how every single member has something meaningful to contribute, right? The church was never designed by God to be an eight-colored crayon box. It's designed to be this, like all kinds of colors, right? And every person having a meaningful contribution. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need preachers. It doesn't mean we don't need musicians or kids' church work. We always need kids' church workers. It doesn't mean we don't need those things. We need teaching, Bible teaching. We need musicians so that we can sing and worship to God. We need children's ministry so that we can love on our kids and teach them about Jesus. These are all crucial elements of a church gathering. But our gatherings also need mango tango. <laughs> they need razzmatazz. They, they need neon carrot. They need those colors. And according to 1 Corinthians 12, a healthy church body doesn't just color in red, yellow, and blue. But that's what our culture is accustomed to. Right? And one thing we noticed over these 18 months is we saw the church like all these colors like, everyone was participating. Everyone brought something to contribute because we knew we were going to have discussions and pray for one another, and we were going to encourage one another. And to me, that was just a beautiful thing to see God shape us and form us that way. It was uncomfortable for a lot of our introverted friends, right? But I'm an introvert who can be extroverted. And what I learned is, like, sometimes you just got to push through those little uncomfortable things, and afterwards, you're like, oh, man, I really needed that. And that was really helpful to, like, pray for someone and have someone pray for me and listen to me when I shared and, and for me to like be present with this person. And, and here, here's, here's the, the fact of the matter f for me personally as a pastor is I believe this, that the church always finds what she needs. But the problem is she usually doesn't need enough. The church usually just says, hey, if we can just get a pastor to preach and a, a musician to sing and a kid's church worker, we're good to go. We can have church. But when I read scripture and they talk about the church, it, it, it's a different picture. It's like, no, every person, every color in this box, every crayon has something to contribute. You know, I grew up in church as a kid, and my parents are some of my spiritual heroes, and I never once ever once saw my dad or my mom preach a sermon or lead worship. They never did that uh, because they didn't color in red, yellow, and blue. They contributed in different ways. It wasn't uncommon growing up for my dad to slip out at night. Our church had this wood stove furnace that heated the church to keep the pipes from freezing. And so he would have to sneak out at night and fire up that furnace. Back then, too, we, we didn't have podcasts. We had cassette tapes. 
So my dad would have to go to church and duplicate cassette tapes. If somebody missed the, the sermon or wanted the, to hear the sermon again, they would have to sign out a cassette tape. So my dad would duplicate all those cassette tapes. My dad also, um, he was usually the last one to leave church on Sundays because he was picking up and he was cleaning up and kind of locking up the building. One time he sold all of his hunting gear to, to pay for a building project that the church was doing. My mom was always making meals for people. If someone was sick or someone um, had a rough week, my mom, I mean, this it, probably every other week, my mom would make a meal and she would bring it to somebody. My mom also ran a daycare. That was her occupation. And I can't tell you how many times somebody in the church would have a doctor appointment or they didn't, couldn't find childcare. And my mom would say, just, just bring, bring them over. I'll, they'll hang out with us. Um, she, she volunteered all the time with like our, our church potlucks and our coffee Sundays. Um, one time, my parents took in a family who was homeless. They didn't have anywhere to go. Um, it was a husband and wife and two children. And so they just lived with us for a couple months until they could get their feet under them. Um, there was a lady who lived down the street from us. She was a, a, a widow, Jamaican lady. Her name was Lillian Clark. And, w and my dad mowed her lawn for her. M me and my brother and my dad would shovel her driveway in the winter. We picked her up for church every Sunday. We just looked after her. And my parents really took her, like adopted her as like their widow to adopt. Um, when I was a kid, my parents didn't have a lot of money, but we uh, decided as a family we were going to sponsor a child through World Vision. And so we did that. I still remember her name 35 plus years later, Dorsilla Chicano. We, we sponsored her as a family all the way through my high school years until she graduated high school, went on to college. And, you know, Again, my mom and dad never once preached a sermon. They never once led worship, but they participated and contributed to the church, to their neighborhood, to their community. They didn't color in blue, red, and yellow. They were more like fuchsia and periwinkle and aquamarine, but they got it. And, and, and that's why they're, they're some of my spiritual heroes. And you know, the human eye can distinguish seven million different colors. Isn't that amazing? And, and that, that tells me this, that the church and the world needs our unique contributions. The church has to stop just being red, yellow, and blue. We need those colors, but we need all the other colors too, all the unique personalities and giftings that, and abilities that God gives us. You don't have to be a preacher or a musician or a kid's church worker, although, again, we always need those. <laughs> To, 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 to make a contribution, to be used by God. We, we have a mantra here at Church at the Well that you'll hear us say from time to time, and it's this. The fact that you're here is proof that God's not done changing us yet. Because you have something unique. See, the scripture teaches that God adds people to the church, and he fits them where he wants them. And there are other unique kingdom expressions of church in our community, really good churches that have their own unique kingdom expression. Well, we have ours. And God, the scripture tells us that God fits people where they should be. And so he's constantly adding colors to, our, to the crayon box, right? And so maybe you're here this morning and you're not, you're not blue. You're not a musician. You're not yellow. You're not a preacher. Um, 
you're not red. You're, you're, you don't like kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. But may, may, maybe your color is neon carrot. You're loud, but you're also healthy. <laughs> we, we, need you, we, need, we, we need you to inject that in our church, in your community, in, in your neighborhood. May, maybe your color's bittersweet. You're sweet, but you also tell it like it is. Right? You speak the truth in love. Maybe you're mahogany. You're, you're sturdy and you're solid. And if you're not that shade of brown, maybe you're a fuzzy wuzzy brown. But you're just like got this warmness about you. People like are disarmed around you. The church needs that. And that's what we saw this summer. That's what we saw over these 18 months. We saw fuzzy wuzzy brown sitting next to Periwinkle. And they were coloring together. <laughs> and they're sharing and they're praying for one another. And I, as a pastor, I... In my 25 plus years of being a pastor, I, I've never experienced the church function that way. And I was just blown away thinking like, wow, the Bible talks about the church functioning this way, but we usually just color in red, yellow, and blue. What if we, what if we, what if we tried to just employ some of these different colors? Let people, the unique giftings and personalities that God has brought to our church, allow them to minister to one another um, and so I say all that to say this. We're going to be more intentional about incorporating some, some new rhythms in our Sunday gatherings, our indoor Sunday gatherings. And we're going to start with one today. We're going to receive communion together in just a moment. And we're going to hand out three things to you. One, we're going to hand you a crayon. That's to take home. And that crayon's just some memento for you to see, like, yeah, God's given me something unique, unique personality and giftings and talents and abilities and something to share, and I have a contribution to make. And so put that crayon somewhere where you can see it to remind you, like, yeah, I got a place in the box, and, and, and God wants me to color. The second thing we're going to give you is a card, and it's going to have a question on it. The question is the same question. All the cards have the same question. And we're going to take that card with us outside for coffee in a few minutes, and what I want you to do is find one or two people to have some intentional conversation around that question. And then you can talk about whatever you want. But first, <laughs> I want you to color. Because it's one thing to have coffee and say, hey, how are you? Uh, doing good. Oh, me too. How is everybody? <laughs> and then you're like, okay, that, that's great. That's connection. But when we can have some intentional conversation, that's when the color comes out, right? And so we're just going to color together a little bit. And then we're going we're gonna to take communion in here. And I'll lead us all in communion once we get all, all of the uh, stuff handed out. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up, and they're going to lead us in a song. Chris and Tracy are going to come up and hand out our communion kits, our card, and our crayons. And we'll sing a song together, and then I will lead us in communion. After which, Ian will come up and release us, and we're going to go outside the lobby here and outdoors. There's like an amphitheater, like garden area, and we got that set up for some coffee and conversation, and that's now part of our service today. <laughs> so, so let me say a prayer, and then we'll, we'll sing together. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for, for your beauty and your vastness. God, forgive us for, for just coloring in red, blue, and yellow. You love those colors. We love those colors. But Lord, you want every part of the body, every member to contribute, to care for one another. And Lord, we saw that. We witnessed that over these last 18 months. We pray you would continue it, that we would not revert back to the 1903 Crayola box. But we would be this expanded box that just keeps getting new colors and new colors. 
so that we can be the unique kingdom expression you've called us to be as a church. So Lord, we worship you. Prepare our hearts as we get ready to take communion. Amen. Let's stand together and we'll sing. listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.